0: So, as I mentioned earlier, our series on spiritual disciplines continues tonight with prayer. And this may be a much more familiar topic for you than like fasting or meditation. We'll talk about that soon. But still, I found that a lot of folks have some, how do I say this tactfully, have some strange ideas when it comes to prayer. So, just to... Have a fresh start. A simple definition for prayer. You could say that prayer is, is nothing other than talking with God. That may sound a little bit casual to you or maybe a little bit um, elementary, but it really is that basic. It's, it is as simple and vital as breathing. Now, I understand that for some folks, the idea of talking to God actually could seem a bit daunting, you know? Because in prayer, in, in prayer, you're brought into the presence of the king of the universe. And if that doesn't give you just a little bit of pause, maybe it should, you know, I mean, almighty God. And 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 that's an awesome privilege it's one that we shouldn't take lightly when we pray almighty god creator of the universe who holds all things in his hand inclines his ear toward you and that that idea makes some people kind of nervous they they say things like well who am i to tell god anything or um who am I to bother God with my worries or needs? I'm sure he has more important things to do than to hear about my little problems. Sometimes that's, that discomfort goes even deeper. People think like, what if I mess it up? Right? Like, Like, what if I pray for the wrong thing? What if I say something wrong? Well, Let's let's tease these ideas out a little bit. Let's let's process them. He is indeed king of the universe, and and he does have important things to do. But he doesn't have anything more important than to hear your prayers. Um, And I, I say that because we have an all-powerful God, right? And, and, and he is so powerful and so wise that he can spend as much time as you want with you and still get everything else done on his to-do list. Like, he can handle that. Somebody else might say, sure, but still there are other people with more important prayers than mine or bigger problems the mind and sure, yeah, maybe that's true, but the thing about Almighty God is he has time enough for you and them he doesn't have to like divide that time he can handle this God is big enough to hear your prayers and theirs and and this is something you know everybody knows, but by golly some people really need to hear this when you pray God doesn't judge your prayers. He's gracious and kind, and he he cares about your life, your highs and your lows, your triumphs and failures, the big and the small. So rather than thinking about God as being remote and busy and critical, I think we should learn from Jesus how to pray. He says that God is our heavenly father who loves us and who gives good gifts to his children when they ask for them. Um, I've been a a dad for almost six years now. And um, it wasn't so long ago when my son was toddling, you know. I, I remember when he wasn't quite two yet. And, you know, at that age... He wasn't really talking. He was working on talking, you know, but it was real basic. He couldn't do a sentence. He had little words, you know. And so he'd say things like, book, book, or um, milk, more milk, you know. Um, Or, this is a good one, up. (laughs) Dad loved that. Up. Dada, right? I mean you don't talk like that today, right? Like that would be a really weird interaction for us. But, you know, he was less than two. And, and so as his father, I didn't, you know, I didn't read him books or give him milk or pick him up because he asked for them with eloqu- eloquence or persuasion. Um, it didn't even matter if he used the right word, although I wanted him to learn the right word, you know, but that, that had nothing to do with whether or not I answered his request. I gave him what he was asking for because I loved him, and I was in a relationship with him such that I, I knew him well enough that I could make sense out of broken words and moans and cries. I mean, how cool is it like when you're a parent and you can start to differentiate what different cries mean? And Jesus says it if you earthly fathers as evil as you are, and don't kid yourself about that, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, just imagine how much more your good heavenly father wants to give good gifts to his children. So, you know, when when we pray, he isn't looking for fancy prayers. And... (laughs) There's, a, there's another place in Scripture where Jesus says, uh, when you pray, don't just go on and on like the Pharisees do because they think they're going to get heard because of their many words. The way he talks about prayer, it's just simple and honest communication with God. It's not a ritual or a show. And and, and indeed, there's sometimes when you won't even find the right words um you know the, y'all on facebook might have seen this picture of like um, a little board where somebody can you know write a message it says dear god comma and then it's just a jumble of letters just blah blah amen at the bottom and like it's kind of a funny picture but you know god 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 understands that prayer right Because he doesn't just listen to to what we say, like he he listens to our heart. That's what a good and loving father does. Something else I'd like to kind of dispel for you, because sometimes people think this way. God doesn't want you to become more independent from him. He isn't hoping like eventually you'll grow into asking him for less stuff. That's not the way God works. In fact, I would say it's almost the opposite, really, or maybe it is the opposite. I think um, a mark of spiritual growth is is a growing dependence on God. It's inviting Him continually into more and more areas of your heart and of your life. And I hesitate to say this, you know, because I I don't want this, this gift of prayer to become a burden, but it may be, a good thing during this time of Lent when we're you know, self-reflective, to, to just take an honest look at how frequently you pray. Now, I'm not saying that God favors quantity over quality, but I do think that how often we, we go to prayer is an indication of how involved we think God is in our life. Now, the reality is he's more involved than we will ever know. After all, this is the same God who has a running tally of how many hairs you have on your head. I mean, and knowing that he's that kind of God, I'd like my prayer life to reflect that relationship. Well, we've kind of talked about prayer in, in theory. Let, let's talk about some practical things real quick. So first off, who should pray? Since prayer is a free gift that God gives to all his children, I think it it would be a shame for anyone to not be actively engaged in it. God wants to show you love by hearing and answering your prayers. Even if you feel awkward or uncomfortable or even if you don't think you're very holy or deserving, you should pray. After all, your prayers will be heard not because of You are, but because of who God is, your loving Father. How do you get started? Um, What kind of things should you stay? Well, I think there's a temptation to overthink this. And this is especially true to people who have exposure to to prayer. You know, if most of your exposure to prayer has been in church, um, because Sometimes the way we pray in church, and today is not really an exception. We we use a little bit of a higher style of talking, you know. It sounds kind of fancy, but but I would encourage you in your personal life to to do the opposite. Keep it as keep it as simple as you can. Speak plainly. So let's say uh, that you're anxious about finding a job. A prayer like that might go something like this: God, please help me find a job. If you just finished having a great day, you say, Thanks for a great day, God. Those simple prayers are heard and they're answered by God. Now, if you want to close out the thought and bring your prayer to uh, an end, the traditional thing to say is, Amen. And that's a church word that it's difficult to just give it like a, a one. One definition, but amen basically means like truly, or um, so like you know, uh, if if you're if you're saying amen at the end of your planet prayer, you're sort of like saying you know, sincerely, like you might sign a letter, or uh, if you're saying amen to somebody else's prayer, it's, it's sort of like saying, um, I second that, I, I, I'm praying that too. When it comes to the the the, the, the what sort of items you pray for. I, uh, personally, I try to keep a balance between the thanking and the asking. It's not a rule. It doesn't say anywhere in Scripture that you need to do that. It's just, I I think it's a good way to remember that God has already done so much for us. In fact, um, I sometimes try to remember to praise Him for who He is in addition to thanking Him for things He's done. Um, It's if you're trying to understand the distinction, it's kind of like the difference between thanking your husband for working hard um, and or telling him that you appreciate his patience. Yeah. One is what he did, one is just an attribute of who he is. Now, in our in our modern world, a lot of people are used to just praying silently, you know, like thinking the prayer. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's also kind of a new idea. People haven't been doing this for very long. When you read about people praying in the Bible, this is true of reading as well, by the way. People didn't used to read silently. But uh, we're talking about prayer. When when you read about people praying in the Bible, it is um, almost exclusively done out loud. I mean, um, Christians hiding in the catacombs are praying out loud. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're all praying out loud. This is how they get in trouble, right? It's fine to pray silently, but I I find that praying aloud can really help me focus on the act of praying, Um, even if, or maybe especially if no one else is around. If you haven't tried praying out loud before, it might feel a little weird. You might feel a little foolish. And there's a good chance that when you do it, it may not come out as polished or eloquent as you would hope. Hopefully by now you understand that that's fine. And if you feel foolish or ineloquent, I would just encourage you to just keep at it. Your ineloquence might fuel your humility as you, and as you continually grow in your confidence in talking to God. If, you're, if you become comfortable praying aloud alone, that's a, a nice um, stepping stone toward becoming confident and praying with other people. And uh, the the value of that may not be obvious right away, but I'm going to tell you, praying with somebody, not just for, but with somebody who's in need is one of the most basic and powerful acts of compassion that a Christian can do. And, like, literally all of us are qualified to do it. Just remember that the power of the prayer isn't in choosing the perfect words for the situation. The power is in your Father who hears and answers the prayer. I want to share one more thought with you real quick before I wrap this up about prayer. And I think it's an important one. It's a scriptural one. You know, when you pray, the words don't go directly from you to God the Father. Do you know this? Your words are intercepted by the Holy Spirit. It says in Scripture that we don't pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in groans and sighs that words can't express. Think about that. Whenever you feel as if you don't have the right words or if you're not sure that you said it just right, understand that the the Holy Spirit's actually in the act of prayer, taking that prayer and delivering it to the Father in the way it needs to be delivered. So as, as we continue our walk toward Calvary this Lenten season, I pray that God would draw you more and more frequently into the simple act of conversation with him until the words of Scripture Are made manifest in us that we ought to pray without ceasing let's pray right now lord god we thank you so much for the incredible gift of prayer it's not a requirement you extract you exact out of us it's an invitation that you are available at all times and in all places and that you actually care And more than just caring and being compassionate, you actually move and do things when we ask. And that's amazing. Lord, I I confess, and and I I believe everybody praying with me today can probably confess this too. We don't pray as we ought, and we don't pray as often as we ought. There's room for all of us to grow in this. So, Lord, we pray that you will grow our awareness of our need for you, that you'll grow our dependence on you, that we will more and more frequently turn to you with the simplicity of a child to their parent, sharing our highs and our lows, our joys and our sorrows, and asking for what we need, asking for the people around us. That way, when you show up and do it, we know it was you. and We have a story to tell then. Bless us, Lord, and grow us in a deeper, more frequent connection with you all these things we pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.